Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Midnight Texas series. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading the prologue through chapter six of Midnight Crossroad, the first book in the Midnight Texas series. Previously, we closed the tale of Sookie, our chain-fighting psychic waitress and small business owner. <laughs> there were some weddings and some funerals and a whole lot of supernatural politics and southernisms. For Sookie, this is the end. But for the Sookieverse, this is just another beginning. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like that. So this is Sookieverse? Yeah. It same, is Sookieverse. Same world. Mm. Uh, apparently. Yeah. yeah. We'll be referring to this as the SSBU, the Sookie Stackhouse Bibliographic Universe. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, do, we have, do we want to talk about anything about this series? Like this is, for, for Jeff and I, that we have no context for this. With the, the other books, I had read some of them, but I'd never read any of these. Um, so do you want to, is there anything you want to say about this before we get started? Yes, I am so excited. This came out after the Sookie Stackhouse novels, and it includes characters from every single one of her series. And I won't do any spoilers, but every once in a while I will point out uh, a notable character from one of her other series. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we, do you think we should start with the cover? Uh, that's the best way to judge a book, right? That is true. All uh, right. What do we think about this cover art? So I, this is like a fisheye lens view of a small town in Texas, which made me feel kind of feel like I was drunk, like looking at it, which might be the only reasonable way to view a small town in Texas. Because <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was like a monster vision, you know, sometimes they, in the movies they'll get monster vision with a weird kind of lens or a viewing mode. Well, oh, it does have yeah. that weird along the sides. I was wondering what that is. It like a shadow? Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Until I looked that. at it this very moment, I thought they were leaves of a tree. Yeah, yeah. no, you're totally right. But they, it, they, that wouldn't make sense because they're in the sky and they don't look like leaves. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> <laughs> and they're in North Texas where there aren't any trees. Okay. Anything else we want to say about the cover? Into the prologue? Into the prologue. Yeah, let's do it. Into the prologue. And one of the things I admire most about Charlene Harris's writing, we have 10 pages of the prologue and we meet just about everybody in the town and we get a whole description of it. Yeah, this is great. This was, I don't know if I would even call this a prologue. This is like a... A description, like a setting, a, a setting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You, you you would give this little blurb of writing out to the, a showrunner if they were if they were making this set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah, it lists all the characters and where they live and what they look like and what they kind of what their demeanor is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but there's no action to it really. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, nothing. This this is really just like a, a bird's eye view of the town and like the residents sort of. So yeah, midnight is a tiny town made of stone for some reason. Um, and it's like, it's got yeah. like a... Because there's no trees. In North Texas, there's no trees. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's nothing else you can build out of. Right. Yeah, you can, it, from the, one of those old towns you can look north from and see Canada. <laughs> <laughs> True facts, folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, like even in this prologue, uh, I don't know if it's just like, because it's a small Texas town and this creeped me out, but it has like a very ominous vibe, I would say, <laughs> just from this like this town description, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we do meet some uh, townsfolk that all have... Interesting names. They do. They yeah. do. We've got Fiji Cavanaugh, uh, owner of the oldest t- house in town, Bobo Winthrop, the proprietor of the pawn shop, and uh, the oldest building in town, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Joe Strong, who's strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the guy, like, 
the, throughout this whole thing, I get this vibe that like no, the, these are not really anyone's real names or something, you know? Like they're yeah. all like incognito. And Joe Strong was just like, um, I, I don't know. My name, my name's Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we and we meet a young man, Manfred Bernardo, who was actually a like secondary character in the Harper Connolly series. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, maybe even as, I might go as far as to call him even a primary character. Uh, but now he has his own spinoff. And with a name like Manfred Bernardo, uh, he fits right in in town. <laughs> he has for some reason moved to this tiny town of Midnight, Texas. My name is Man, uh, Fred. Man, Manfred. To be honest, Manfred. Bernard. Manfred Bernardo is the only believable name that anybody gives him. He probably saw like a dog running across. Saint Bernardo. Yeah. Yeah. Who would make up a name like Manfred Bernardo? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah, Yeah. it it sounds ridiculous. But hey, you know what? Like I said, this is this is what it means to fit in at midnight. And then we meet Bobo Winthrop, his landlord, who also runs the pawn shop. And Bobo was a tertiary character in the Lily. Bard's Shakespeare series, and we and we those we met Lily Bard. We did in yeah. True Blood. Oh, sorry, in, uh, in Sookie Stackhouse. In, in, right, in True Detective. In True Detective, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She and her husband uh, stop stop by and do some investigation. Also help Sookie at one point. Yeah, they save yeah. Sookie's life for those. Uh, where, yeah, they do some kung fu against some tweaked out werewolf guys. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Heidi Ho Jerk. Which I sure wish you'd stop saying that every time you walk into our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a great line. You know? Everybody needs a signature line, and line is Heidi Ho Jerk Your daughter's teachers will probably appreciate it too. <laughs> tell them to say that's the teacher every day, every morning. <laughs> so far, you know, do, do you get any notes about it? No. <laughs> They had lots of notes, but like, who cares? <laughs> it's a public school. What are they gonna do? Fire you? Listeners, Jeff has two tiny, adorable daughters, and the idea of them saying that is the funniest thing I can think of. Especially because I could kind of imagine them saying that. Right, if I told them to say that, they would say it. <laughs> They'll say anything. They got sass. <laughs> Uh, but yes, like you mentioned, Micah, we meet Fiji, who's a spellcaster of some sort, and she owns a new agey store called The Inquiring Mind. <laughs> it's great. Yep. So we've got Midnight Pawn Shop, The Inquiring Mind, the, was it Gas and Go? Yeah, the Gas and Go. And uh, Home Cooking. Home Cooking. The restaurant. Yes. And so Charlene Harris uh, keeps her, her, her pattern of interesting names for stores. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's no Tara's Togs. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, yeah, uh, Madonna is the cook at home cooking. Madonna. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then we have two very mysterious characters, the Rev, who is Reverend, and somebody named Olivia Charity, which even Manfred is like, there's no way that's her real name. <laughs> Olivia Charity. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Got it. Yep. So they go, they go have a good meal. Oh, and, uh, they, I think they talk about the fact that, like, people, like, this is a town where, I think it's Bobo who mentions that this is a town where people... Don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh-huh, sure, got it, got it, yeah. noted. So Manfred is, is moving into town, and, and Bobo and somebody else help Joe Strong. Joe Strong. And Joe Strong Because he's really right strong. Because he's strong, right? Yeah. He's really useful. He actually says that in the text. Yeah. He's a really useful guy to have help you move, because he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then they all go to have dinner at the, at the restaurant. That Home cooking. Home cooking. cooking. Mm-hmm. Which has a, two menu items per night, which I, like, that sounds ridiculous, but I mean, like, I, 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 I actually, it, kinda, actually, like, yeah. I actually find it charming. Like, less, 
less selection. You know what they're going to have on the menu, and you like just rotate throughout the week. You know, whatever. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, I, and honestly, every every meal that, or every menu they've mentioned so far has had stuff that I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, yeah. totally. It reminded me of my cousin Vinny when they go into the cafe and they have to choose between breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. Manfred is a professional psychic and kind of a con man, but it seems like he has a real gift. I mean, no more of a con man than any professional psychic, I would say. But well, but he actually appears to be a, a legit psychic also in addition yeah. to being a con man. Or at least he thinks he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not doing legitimate psychic stuff with all these emails and these his various web presences. Correct. Yeah. yeah. He, he says that he, he can't get a reading over the internet, but that doesn't stop him from doing the thing. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, 15 bucks per reading through PayPal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, they talk about how he sets up his home and like the, the decor is interesting, right? He sets up his, his computer and desk in the middle of the living room, along with the couch, and each set of drapes is a different color. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, he's wild. It's I fine. mean, later we find out he's 22, so like that, that kind of tracks. That's yeah, a actually, great point. A lot of his behavior like snapped into place for me when a few chapters later he says he's 22. <laughs> That's a great point, yeah. Uh, yes, okay, never mind. This guy isn't a total fuck-up creepazoid. He's just 22. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely normal for a 20. Like, when I was 22, I probably actually did something very much like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. talk about like how furniture is old shitty cast offs like yeah that's about right about right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if your table is a, is a giant spool yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. a couch that you inherited from a friend who inherited it from a friend who inherited it from their parents when they you know got rid of it yeah yeah, yeah. table from the side of the road yeah 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 his grandmother zilda taught him and sadly zilda has passed but in the harper conley series she's a lot of fun oh mm-hmm. nice yeah uh, you know, I, I have to say, like, the idea of an internet seer is a career, career I had not considered, but it actually kind of sounds like fun, you know, just being, so? yeah, sure, like, people ask you random questions and, like, you can really say whatever you want, because, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not real anyway, right? None of it's real. And, like, you can just have a Google Doc just copy and paste shit, because you know people are going to ask the same things over and over. And he probably does, like, a little bit of internet research on people, you know, like, they come in and just, like, Googles their names, like, all right, this guy, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. And it's what, it's $15 for a, for a reading? Like, yeah. I wonder how many of those things he can knock out in a day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Question. Like, definitely, like, what, three, four an hour easy, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. 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 And then you live in Midnight, Texas, where, you know, your expenses are low. Yeah, yeah I imagine. I, I don't know what his rent is, but I can't imagine it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bobo says he's been trying to rent out the place forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he wants it until yeah. now. I bet he got it for real cheap. Yep. Uh, but he is actually considering doing some in-person psychic work uh, because apparently that actually, when he's in person, he can do real psychic things on occasion. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't always use those powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chapter two, Bobo and Fiji are hanging out. They discuss Manfred. He's kind of famous. He was in People magazine. Yeah. So so we, we so Fiji is actually a witch, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, like old news for us Sookie fans, right? You're like, right, right. I've seen like... Dozens of witches at this point. Hopefully, she doesn't fuck it up as bad as Amelia constantly did. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but but they are concerned about the fact that Manfred is a famous psychic because psychics uncover secrets. <gasps> and in Midnight Texas, we all have secrets, don't we? <laughs> and like some thunder rumbles, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> He'll look directly at the camera. Everyone has secrets. Everyone has secrets. But Fiji calls him the real deal. The real deal. He's a legit psychic. Yeah, and they mentioned that they have really, really good internet service because there's an internet gaming company oh, right by. I'm really glad they mentioned that because 
I was wondering at the very beginning, like those little tiny little towns, they don't have good internet. Yeah, yeah. you can't run internet business from from uh, a tiny crossroads town. Charlene right. Harris thought of this. She did. Mm-hmm. There's this company, Magic an, Portal, an internet gaming company, mm-hmm. uh, close to Midnight, Texas, which is close to Davie, the county courthouse. Apparently, what companies you can't. <laughs> what what like college kid computer science major you're going to get to move out to Midnight Texas. Okay, so I had thoughts about this. Uh-huh. It's called Magic Portal. Uh-huh. Is that just like a, a shell thing for like some of the fairies? Oh. It could be. Because like they, they talk about the fairies have a bunch of different businesses. Oh, mm. maybe, yeah. Yeah, and so like they have their portals. So they, you know, anytime they want like a Pop John's pizza, they don't have to drive for four hours <laughs> to get one. That's, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so maybe it's just a like a, a fake company or whatever. I don't know. With a thriving internet business. <laughs> yeah. I, the most unbelievable thing so far has been that there's a, a game company near this place. Because the game companies go to where, like, the white-collar nerds are. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I, I was just wondering, does he have satellite? Maybe he could get satellite. Maybe he could get Starlink these days. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. But no. Internet anyway, company. Internet company <laughs> called yeah, Magic Psychic, Portal. I believe it. Fast, high-speed internet. I do not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we find out that Bobo had a girlfriend named Aubrey who recently left him. Girlfriend or wife? I wasn't sure. I think girlfriend. Okay. But partner. Romantic partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chapter three. He talks to his mom. Oh, the, the Magnif- Magnificent Manfredo. I love that he has all these different names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his mom's name is Rain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure. Definitely. Definitely the real name. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it is clear that things are a little strained between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, not unclear exactly what's wrong, but uh, maybe she just doesn't get his psychic vibe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like she, she knows what. It seems like she knows what he does is legit, but he wonders because he's like never been able to get a psychic vibe off of her. So yeah. who knows? Probably robot. Probably. Or That's vampire. what I was thinking. Or a vampire robot. Wait, can you do psychic stuff with vampires? Nope. Remember, so he can't read them. Because their brains are... No, but she's not a psychic. She's a telepath. Oh, that's true. Wait. And that's really offensive to say that. Oh, you're... Sorry. I <laughs> apologize. No, no, I'm sorry. I get them all... Con- Wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's a telepath, not a psychic. You're right. Yes. He returns Fiji's dishes because she brought him over some cookies and lemonade or something and helps her read a spell. Yeah. So, respect. Uh, and apparently he picked up on Fiji's powers immediately. Like, he knew when he met her that she had the gift and yeah. you know but didn't realize that she was a practicing witch it must be until. useful to be a psychic I probably right yeah but she I, doesn't seem to be hiding it at all yeah I would not have read a spell for a witch right that seems like <laughs> just like a ticket to trouble town right? <laughs> hey She's, I'm having trouble with this word yeah, can you, you read it no no out loud just out loud while I prick your finger with <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, comfy. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's how witches laugh. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, instead, uh, they go to home cooking for lunch. Uh, dinner, actually, I think, right? Is it? Whatever. Yeah. They go eat. Yeah. Uh, he asks her how businesses manage to stay open in such a small and isolated space, and she kind of gives a half answer. Like, it's not not yeah. super clear. She's like, oh, I don't know. People are used to driving a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. That totally explains how an antique store slash nail shop, a pawn shop, uh, and her new agey whatever, and a restaurant stay open. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a stretch. Although they... they 
they don't. What she doesn't really say is that the you know a lot of these towns have shitloads of ranch houses all around them, right? Those those areas are actually populated. It's just not clustered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think they do mention that 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 the people we're meeting are the people who actually live in Midnight, but there's a lot of like yeah yeah. Yeah, because the picture on the front said like 260-something people, and I think there's like 10 of them in the town proper. Right, yeah. Yeah. But he he kind of offends her by by mentioning that she might sell love charms out the back door, and I don't understand what's offensive about that. Isn't that a thing that witches just do? No, I I think that's exactly it. He was saying it like as a a dismissive joke, and she's like, yeah, we do do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's that's the idea. It, It felt like he was disparaging what uh, yeah. her great aunt did. Oh, yeah, that's I what I got. It yeah. kind of seems like he like he, he just gets off, gets off on the wrong foot with Fiji all the time, constantly. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. like constantly stepping in it, yeah. yeah. It's, but, but again, he's 22. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've all had that, right? Like you meet someone and you don't have a problem with them, but you just feel like you're constantly fucking up what you're saying in front of them. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. And I, one of the things I like about Manfred is that he is, he is so horny. Uh-huh. This guy is thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. Yeah, right? the first thing he thinks about with, when he meets Fiji is like, eh, I, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she's a little older, but that doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out later she's 28. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I mean, the, he's 22. He's just trying to get it wet. I mean, Any way he exactly can. exactly true. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, I think he's, he must have had a really good reason for moving to this town because... It's hard to get laid in yeah. a tiny town in Texas. I've heard. <laughs> I mean, maybe, or maybe you go in and like everybody's so tired of each other, they like immediately jump on it. I guess. Well, I don't that's know. A fair point. I will never find out because small towns are the worst. Twenty-two-year-old stud going into a small town, just like got his pick of the litter. All the farmers' <laughs> daughters. <laughs> uh, anyway, at home, home, home cooking is hopping. Yeah, and they, we meet Madonna's husband, partner, whatever, teacher. Uh huh. Which is definitely a real name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like they're not even trying, right? Like, <laughs> these people are just like, "What's your name? Teacher. What's your job? Oh, shit. Uh, handyman. Handyman. Yeah. I fix things. I mean, well, your name's Teacher. Yes. <laughs> it really sounds like a card game. You, know, where you like to have to impersonate other people and just random cards. Like someone yeah. mad libs through yeah. their like background story. Madonna and Teacher. We run home cooking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, and uh, Manfred clocks a couple of strange men, but he is immediately distracted by the server, Creek, uh-huh. whose dad runs the gas and go. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, on, they're like, she's a little young. They're like, well, I guess she's, no, she's still pretty young. Yeah, she graduated high school, but you know, like, and he, I, mean, he, I assume that, it, it, they don't say this, but like his eyes pop out and his tongue rolls like yeah. flaps out Ooh, on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he howls like a wolf. Yeah, yeah, he is not subtle. I mean, like, every- he, like literally everybody at the table is staring at him because the way he's acting as soon as she walks through the door. Yeah, they're like, you better, you know, respect her. He's like, I'll respect her by getting her naked. Yeah, that's exactly what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, it is totally. What it's he like, does. oh, she's not, not too big, not too small, just right. <laughs> Okay, Manfred. Okay, Manfred. Yeah. Manfred Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. I bet his name, his real name is Fred. <laughs> Probably. Manfred, not Boyfred. <laughs> Bobo walks in with somebody who is not human at all. His name is Lem- Lemuel? Lemuel. Lemuel, yeah. Lemuel? Yeah. But yeah, Lemuel lives under the pawn shop. Yeah, uh, yeah the, Lemuel, when he walks in, it, I was like, 
okay, I get that. Like he's he's like his his skin is pale as snow. His presence is bigger than he is. Like this guy is definitely a vampire. This, this guy like he screams vampire. Vampire vibes so hard, right? One hundred percent. Like the minute he walks in the door, we're wearing a shirt that says "I'm with the vampire" and it's pointing straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And he has like really good hearing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, it, what is it? Manfred says something like under his breath, and Lemuel looks at him. He's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, and everybody could tell that wildness and danger had just walked through the door. Like, oh wow, it's intense. Yeah. I wish somebody say that about me. <laughs> I walk through the door. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, also, Lemuel drops some like super not subtle hints. He's like, "Oh, I've been here." Nearly forever. <laughs> like, I think that's what, like, literally exactly what he says. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> How long have you been town? I've been here nearly forever. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. Not exactly we get what I asked. Yeah. Uh, also, when Manfred's talking to him, he feels compelled to be, like, overly honest. I was like, is he getting, like, a little... A little vampire glamour or whatever? He's totally Ooh. getting caught by this yeah. guy. Because what happens later is that Lemuel holds his hand uh-huh. under the table and leeches his life energy out of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and he asks him, like, are you leeching my life energy out of me? And Lemuel's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I guess I'm okay with that, although I, I suppose I'm going to have to sit here for a few hours until my life energy comes back. <laughs> oh, well, you know, to be fair, he does, he does think to himself, well... I do. What, it's, it's something like I don't want to freak out because then I might not be able to sleep with the, the creek or whatever. Oh, that's right. He so, says like creek likes Lemuel, so I so better I'm, play it cool yeah. when this guy's leeching my the, life energy. The thing guys in their twenties will do. I, honestly, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, sure I've done weirder stuff I've than done, that to I'm get sure laid. <laughs> you know, yeah. then hold hands with the energy leeching vampire. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, next up, in walks Olivia Charity, who yeah. you alluded to before. Uh-huh. Um, Definitely also a real name, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um, and But she also has a presence, but I think it's funny how they characterize the difference in their presence. Yeah. You mentioned Lemuel when he walks in is what, like... It's like death. Like wildness and death. And Olivia is like Lauren Bacall, I think. No. Yeah, it was Lauren Bacall. Yeah. It's just like, huh, okay. You know, two di- very different kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah. She and Lemuel also noticed the two strange men. And Manfred discusses them with Lemuel. He thinks they're watching Bobo because apparently, as a con man slash psychic, he's very good at uh, reading people. I mean, that makes sense. You know, sure. I, I think if you are uh, a quote unquote psychic, being observant is the most important thing that you can be. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Lemuel's a type of vampire that we've never heard of before. He can drink blood, he can drink ish energy, uh, but he can't do synthetic blood. Yeah, he says it, it comes right back, back up as soon as it goes back down. That yeah. sounds like BS. Yeah, yeah it's like, I'm oh, scared. I'm allergic that's, to that's synthetic like the, blood. Yeah, the, oh, condoms give me a rash. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that sounds like me and Jack Daniels. Uh, <laughs> I try to drink it immediately, comes back up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the, these, these guys are giving a weird vibe mm-hmm. in the booth. Um, Olivia's very interested in them. Yeah, and it's during this conversation that Lemuel starts holding his hand. Yeah. This felt very small town, like people walk in who you don't know and everybody just kind of watches them till they leave. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, as people are finishing up and heading out, um, the two strangers leave and Bernardo thinks about how none of this is his problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you know what? I don't care. Yep. Chapter four. It's a few days later 
Bobo and Fiji are having a chat again, and they decide that they're going to hold a whole town picnic. Yeah, so I, I guess Fiji has the hots for Bobo. She like so it, much. She seems like she's really got it hard for him. In fact, Bobo's really good looking. Yeah, like that's something. <laughs> Probably because his name is Bobo. I have been having trouble <laughs> picturing him as anything other than just like kind of really like real mookity dude, you know? It's like, no, I Bobo. Bobo. Yeah, I'm Bobo. <laughs> I wonder if his real name is Robert and it's just a nickname. Uh, if my name was Robert, I would be I would go by Robert over Bobo I assume his name every time. Bobobert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobo's short for Bobobert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, they, they talk about playing this picnic, which it seems like, uh, Fiji sort of like starts that conversation as a, a way to get in with Bobo, maybe, sure. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like they start talking about various schedules and coverages and stuff. And I was like, this is very like precise timing. feels like they're setting something up, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Fiji also thinks about Bobo. Bobo's missing girlfriend Aubrey and Fiji did a spell so that everybody in town could see how much she sucked but she's not <laughs> sure if it worked or not yep and then she vanished and then she yeah. vanished yeah and how she never expects to see her again oh huh huh yeah yeah uh, that, those, those things have to be connected Fiji like they can't be a coincidence I wouldn't expect so no Mm-mm. but you know at this point of the people who are like sinister in town, it's hard to say exactly which one is most likely to have been responsible for a disappearance, right? Because like, true, yeah. there's a literal vampire. Yeah, and there's a bit that happens later where they they end up with some bodies, and they're like, take them to the usual place. Yeah. And three people know what that means. <laughs> That's like thirty percent of this town, <laughs> right? Yes. The, yeah. The, I, well, she, the spell she actually cast is, if I remember correctly, it was. Make it so that everybody in town can see her for what she really is. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a lot of that, that uh, not getting what you want out of the spell thing. Because she, I think, this is my hypothesis, is she wants those people to see that Audrey is an asshole. But actually, probably somebody saw her for what she really is, which is, uh, I don't know, a monster or some kind of non-human thing? Yeah. And that got her vanished. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe she was actually invisible when that was what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think Fiji is somehow intentionally or not involved in that disappearance. Yep. Chapter five: Manfred and Fiji go to the Rev's church to witness a wedding. Small towns, right? Like you're trying to get some shit done, and people call you in for whatever bullshit, right? Yeah. 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 The Reverend is, I think he's the most mysterious character yet. Like, what is up with this I like guy? Him. He sits alone and he, everyone's like, don't don't talk to him. He doesn't like to talk to people. He's the <laughs> Reverend and he doesn't like to... Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, after the after the service, Manfred's kind of looking around and he's like, there's this empty room with literally nothing in it. He's like, does the Rev just hang out there? Yeah, like, they, how does he not go crazy? Yeah, they, they leave and there's no other doors and the Reverend doesn't come out. Yeah, what is he... He just that, sits down there sits and powers there down. down. Yeah. <laughs> and the Reverend also runs a pet cemetery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Very interesting. Weird. Yeah. It uh, is extremely weird. I think they mentioned this church is called the Church of the Ark, and instead of children, the, the picture of Jesus has a bunch of animals around it, so maybe that's related? I don't know. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. I... Yeah. There are theories. Uh, but yeah, um, he does manage to put his foot in his mouth Fiji yet again on the way out yep. by asking if she's getting paid to do this stuff. He's like, no, I just do it because I want to help the reverend. And she also points out that uh, women love it when you apologize to them. And he just 
blows his fucking mind. It's <laughs> like, aha, uh-huh. I gotta get home. I gotta write that down. Because <laughs> that's how I'm gonna get laid. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That man. was a very 22 year old thought. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, when Charlene Hurst wrote these, I wonder if she has sons about that age or something. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she might have someone in mind. Chapter 6. The two mysterious men from home cooking come into Bobo's pawn shop. They're, they're there to ask questions. They people, are. People in Midnight do not like when you ask questions. No. Apparently, Bobo's grandfather, who was arrested, had a huge cache of weapons and explosives, and they think Bobo knows where yeah. those are. Because they weren't all recovered when he was arrested. And Bobo doesn't want to talk about it. You know? He doesn't. He says his grandfather was a racist, homophobic asshole and tells them to shove off. Uh-huh. And then they pull a knife. They do. So Bobo, he gives them a chance to back down. He's like, yeah. look, guys, you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't have to do this, you know? And they don't go for it. Nope. And that's when she gets wild. Yep. Yes. Pull out a knife. Olivia Charity shows up out of nowhere and shoots uh, one of them with a bow and arrow. In, in her underwear. In yeah. her underwear. In her underwear. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Amazon. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then Lemuel, uh, another man tries to shoot. The other man tries to shoot Olivia. Lemuel comes out of nowhere naked uh-huh. and breaks his neck. Yep. So that was resolved pretty quickly. Yeah. Yep. No more of those guys. Yep. Nope. You know, the... When that scene started, there were a lot of ways I thought that was going to go. None of them involved a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was that was surprising. Lemuel takes the living man downstairs to question and then eat him. Uh-huh. Yep. While Olivia takes the body to, as you mentioned, the, quote, usual place. Yeah. These people have a place for body disposal, you know? Not just body, but, but truck disposal, too. Oh, right? true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so... And, like, this cool. is real flat area. Like, I don't think uh-huh. it's easy to hide shit. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so this is that kind of town, in case you're wondering about Midnight, Texas. <laughs> People disappear in Midnight, Texas, and nobody says anything. Yeah. yeah. But we, we learned from this that Olivia and Lemuel are a couple, and they live in the apartment together under the pawn shop. Yep. So Bobo's cleaning up the, the blood. Uh, and thinks about how he's been running from people like this for a really long time, which is how he ended up in Midnight. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Bobo... You know, he's glad he didn't get beat up because he was he was thinking he was going get, to get beat up. It's happened before. Yeah. Uh, and he is a little bit disturbed about the murders, but not as disturbed as you might think, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem to bother him quite as much as you might, might he's expect. Not, he's not really upset about that. He's upset about the mess. Uh-huh. And he was upset about how he didn't get to sit in his comfy chair for as long as he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and his hot chocolate got tepid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Also, he bought the pawn shop from Lemuel himself. Mm-hmm. Lemuel has apparently been running the place for over 100 years, mm-hmm. uh, posing as his descendants, and mm-hmm. decided to sell it uh, to, to Bobo. Do you think Lemuel sells it to everybody that moves in yes. and takes and then, the money and then that person dies and yes, he sells it to the next that's person. exactly what I thought. I was like, I wonder how many people have bought this pawn shop over the years. <laughs> <laughs> so what it's going to be is like, someone's going to come to town they're going to be like, they buy the place from Bobo and Lemuel's like, oh yeah, Bobo's my descendant. <laughs> I've been running this place for a hundred years, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Bobo's going to disappear. How about that? Yep. Speaking of disappearing... Aubrey left all of her stuff at Bobo's when she disappeared. Yeah. There's no way she left voluntarily. All of her clothes, Bobo? all of her shoes, her, her jewelry, gra- her, her grandmother's so- like sewing machine. It's like okay. Yeah, there's okay. no fucking way. She, and, and Bobo is super sad because he thinks Aubrey left him. Right. Uh huh. I just I said something wrong, and she just left me and all her possessions and disappeared without a word. What uh-huh. did I do wrong? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. This is. 
real suspicious, right? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So th- this town, full of mystery, full okay. of nefarious seeming characters, and definitely suspicious. It's going to get a lot weirder. <laughs> I have a theory. Okay. Uh, he mentions in, the, in his pawn shop several times that he's got a bunch of uh, sewing machines. Yeah. And one of the things that What's-Her-Name left behind was a, her grandmother's sewing machine. Yeah. Correct. I think that she was secretly a sewing machine uh. the whole time. <laughs> oh, shit. A sewing, sewing machine. A wear sewing machine. Yes. And when the spell was cast, everybody it was revealed to everybody that she was just a sewing machine. <laughs> oh. So she's right there. She's, she's right there. She's on, been there the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> right in front of, Oh, Jeff, that's brilliant. She didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> but no, yeah. I don't know. I left a handkerchief by this, and it says "Help me" on it now. <laughs> Who would have stitched that? That's that's bad taste. <laughs> that must be Someone's it. Someone's been messing with the sewing machines again. Yeah. Magical sewing machine. Magical sewing machine. Where yeah. sewing machine? You rearrange, rearrange the letters in Aubrey. <laughs> you get so sewing machine. So, I am a sewing. <laughs> I am <Lord> sewing machine. <laughs> that's right. Her last name. <laughs> Her last name is Singer. Uh, Aubrey Singer. Yeah. Or or Aubrey Cricket. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, Anything else? Nope. That's it for this week's episode. Next time we're going to be reading chapters 7 through 15 of Midnight Crossroad, the first book in the Midnight Texas series. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night, man friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs>